0: Hello, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Uh, Thank you for taking a few moments uh, once again to listen in today. Today we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, measuring employee satisfaction. Measuring employee satisfaction. Of course, we have uh, just come off a year uh, and you probably have heard this uh, term, the great resignation. A lot of uh, employees have walked away uh, from the places of business where they were at. <clears throat> Some of them have exited the workforce. Uh, many others have transitioned into other areas of work. We know that trying to uh, find uh, good, uh, good team members, uh, good employees to, uh, to come on and join our team sometimes uh, it can be very, very difficult. Uh, I'm sure that um, probably many of you are in different types of groups, maybe on Facebook or LinkedIn, and and uh, you, you see these uh, conversations in regards to, you know, wh- what are you doing as far as how are you going about trying to find good employees? I think the best thing that we can do is, is uh, number one, is to make sure that we're uh, doing everything we can for the employees that we currently have. And uh, during this last year, I know, and uh, on my end, our uh, my team actually grew. It, uh, we actually grew our team by about three times, and it was not easy to try to find uh, good people. And the process was was longer than it's ever been, more difficult than it's ever been. But uh, one thing I knew is, uh, as we began to onboard employees, is I, I really wanted to try to create an environment and a culture to where the individuals that uh, that um, that worked here, that were investing their time and their careers here, uh, found a place where they were satisfied or fulfilled with their work. And uh, this does not come by accident. Uh, this uh, you have to be very, very purposeful. Now I know that I. Uh, uh, and I think my employees would attest to, the, attest to this, that we have not come anywhere close uh, to ultimately where we want it to be. But uh, I know that uh, for all of us here, uh, we spent a lot of time just kind of uh, working through, uh, you know, how can we create an environment to where uh, we enjoy coming into work? Of course, everyone here loves what they do, but how can we create an environment where uh, not only are we uh, doing uh, what we enjoy doing, but we enjoy working together, uh, we understand the direction that we're trying to go, and, uh, and really try to create a, a culture Uh, that includes uh, very much a 1L fulfillment. So how do we go about doing this? A few statistics that I had run across this last week while studying and preparing for this podcast. Uh, The first uh, statistic I read is less than 20% of employees feel their leaders communicate well. And uh, that's kind of um, interesting, I think. I know that um, for myself, and and I record podcasts, but I, I struggle to communicate well. And you know, with, with my team, we have team meetings, and, and and you know, we try to get together and we we have a conversation. I have one on one conversation with with our team members, and um, it is is something that really takes a lot of work. And you know, how do we communicate well? Think about in in uh, politics. Think of our, our recent president that we've had. Some of them uh, immediately you can think that um, they communicated well. Maybe didn't like what they said or how they said it, uh, but uh, but they did communicate well. Then there are others uh, who don't communicate well. They get up there, and they're a little bit uh, incoherent, and they're difficult to understand. And, and, and when they don't communicate well, uh, they become more difficult to follow. Uh, and it's just kind of one of those things, okay, where, where are you coming from? Where are you trying to take us? What are you expecting from me? Uh, and, and if you aren't communicating those well, uh, then the, the team members that you have, they're just simply going to have a difficult time following. They're not going to know where you're at, where you're coming from, uh, what you're expecting from them. And so uh, learn and be, work as a, as a business owner, as if you're, whether you own a business, maybe you're, you're managing or you're leading people inside of the business, work on communicating and improving your communication and communi- communicating in a way that resonates with the individuals that you are speaking to. So uh, statistics tell us, uh, 80% uh, simply feel that they're, the leaders in their business don't communicate well. So, if we're going to uh, be successful in in finding and retaining good talent, uh, I think the first thing we need to do is to learn how to communi- communicate well. Secondly, less than twenty percent of employees feel their leaders provide enthusiasm, and this is kind of interesting uh, that uh, to provide enthusiasm. So, of course, you know some people, you know, they just come in, they just do their work, and they go home, and you're simply just paying for that type, for that level of employee. But I think if you're really getting to a place to where you're, you're looking for and you're trying to retain good talent in key positions in your business, uh, you want to create an environment uh, to, where, um, uh, to where there's a lot of enthusiasm. And that's really going to come from us as the owners in our business. Uh, that we really have to come in motivated, even if may not necessarily feel like it, and really just try to bring the energy into the room, uh, in, into the rooms that we work each and every day. Now, this becomes a little bit more difficult if we're working in a remote environment. So, if you have remote team members, this is something that's going to take a little bit more work. Uh, but I know that uh, coming in here, uh, we our team prefers to work uh, in office, so you know come in here and and it's one of those things that we have to be very purposeful once again, not just to communicate well, but also to to provide a lot of enthusiasm. And to really to provide uh, motiv- motivation and provide a, a, I think really a, a fun place to work uh, comes into play there as well. Next, less than twenty five percent of employees feel their leaders measure performance in a way that motivates them. I know uh, I've been in rooms and, and I've gone to masterminds through the years and people talk about uh, expectations from their team members. And a lot of times they're measuring results that kind of affect the bottom line or uh, maybe measure results as it relates to sales and uh, this type of thing. And, and sometimes, you know what, you're, you're measuring those things. And, of course, you, you do need to measure those things. But are you uh, are you measuring uh, uh, different um I, I let's just kind of turn this around. Are you? Um, I think a lot of these types of measurements when it comes to motivating employees really has to do with them evaluating us as the business owner or as the manager, as the leader inside of the business. And so um, uh, if, if we're really going to try to find those metrics, and this is going to require a lot of communication with our team members, but find those metrics to find out whether or not that we as the business owners, as the leaders inside of our business, if we are effectively motivating our people. Now, uh, sometimes we think that a uh, motivation comes from pay raises. Well, uh, an interesting uh, um, statistic I read this last week, that uh, the average employee almost uh, completely uh, loses all sense of additional satisfaction or happiness in a job once they start earning over about $75,000 a year. So uh, once it, if you're thinking about a lower-level employee, it, does, it can provide a lot of kind of additional satisfaction or happiness when you give them a pay raise. And, uh, you know, so that kind of really helps motivate them. Uh, But once an employee starts to get to the point to where uh, they're starting to make a little bit more, there's a real kind of diminishing return there. The additional money isn't as important to them as other factors. So it really becomes measuring uh, and trying to figure out what are those other factors with your team members that are going to motivate them. And I think I'll talk about a couple of those here in just a moment. So, when we talk about KPIs as it relates to uh, measuring for satisfaction inside of our business, uh, there, are, there are a few different areas I think we need to look at. First of all, uh, employee uh, fulfillment or satisfaction should be measured by asking employees how satisfied they are with the current workplace, how well does the workplace meet your expectations, and how close um, is the workplace that you, uh, that you happen to come in and invest your time in every day ideal. So, trying to determine uh, what, are, what is the ideal, what does that ideal workplace look, uh, look like for you? So for, for some of your team members, it may be remote learning, uh, remote learning, remote working. For other of your team members, it may it may be on site. I know uh, at the beginning of the of the pandemic uh, in uh, early uh, 2020, uh, we had offered for our team members here to uh, to to go home and work and to work remotely. Now most of our employees here all work within uh, I would say probably 25 30 miles or so from the uh, from the office, and we're we're just outside of Chicago in Northwest Indiana. And uh, I know for one of my team members, she went home. Uh, after a couple of days, she, you know, she texted me. She's like, Josh, you know, is it, can I come back into the office? And uh, she preferred to, uh, to, to work in office. And, and to me, I kind of like, you know, I appreciated that. I think it was kind of like, okay, we've created a, a, a culture, a place that's just fun to work, that, that she preferred to come, back, come in and, and work and be, be amongst the team members. And, um, and so, but having that dialogue with your, with your team members, uh, what does the ideal play, workplace look like for you? And then, uh, and then do what you can as a business owner to, to provide that for, for your team members. Uh, so next, factors that impact satisfa- satisfaction are opportunity, mission, and values. Uh, rewards and uh, recognition, organizational structure, leadership, style, and skills, and business competitiveness. So let's kind of break that down just a little bit. So when we think of uh, satisfaction, as I mentioned, uh, once an employee starts to earn more, uh, that that additional satisfaction or happiness does not come through uh, come through pay. So what are some other uh, areas that, uh, that you can look at? First of all is to maybe look at other opportunities that you may be able to get the, give to that team member. Uh, so we can think of, I mentioned rewards and recognition, and we can, we can acknowledge them if that may be um, a, kind of, a, I would say, a love language or something that they appreciate. But for many times, a, a team member wants to know that, um, that there are other opportunities for them. And that doesn't always necessarily mean a promotion. But maybe there are other areas in the business that they want to learn. Uh, maybe they, uh, they, they want to acquire additional type of knowledge so they can be more effective in, uh, in helping or assisting the clients that you serve. So, uh, have, but once again, let's go back to communicating and having that dialogue with your team members. What sort of opportunities could you provide for them? Uh, Maybe it's uh, sending them off someplace and allowing them to go to a place to where they can, where they can learn. Maybe it is a mastermind or a seminar or something very purposeful to where you're developing your team members, to where they can have additional satisfaction in their, in their workplace. Understanding what their mission and values are. Think about uh, their their businesses out there, and they publicly promote this, that they find uh, different areas, uh, maybe it's a, a nonprofit, maybe it's uh, some sort of a, a service to the community that uh, their team members uh, really happen to in, uh, get passionate about. So then the corporation come alongside them, and uh, maybe they do something together as a team, or maybe the um the business goes, and they contribute to uh, to uh, different sort of uh, nonprofits, or to, to events, or to purposes or causes that the that the team members uh, care about, and that brings a lot of uh, additional satisfaction uh, to the uh, to the employees. Uh, the organizational structure uh, is it? Are you is your structure one that uh, that really is provides an environment to where um, it's enjoyable and satisfying for your people to work? What about your leadership style? And uh, look at the way that you're leading. So I think uh, this is one area where we have to be very introspective. We have to look at ourselves and saying, how am I leading? If you're the type of leader that, that micromanages and you're hovering over your employees, don't expect to have a culture to where people just love coming into work and they're, enthusiast, they're enthusiastic and, and the employees are going to find themselves fulfilled. Uh, to provide the uh, enough of the framework there from uh, from an education end from a development end to where they can do their jobs and do it effectively, but don't be uh, don't be constantly micromanaging. Otherwise, you're not going to have a an environment to where people are going to fulfill feel fulfilled in their work. And then, are you, are you investing in their in their skill development and uh, to allow for them to continue to learn and become more effective in the seat that you have them sitting in? And so all of these come into play as it relates to the um, as it relates to employee fulfillment. Uh, inter, uh, invest in employees in a way that engages them. So find ways to uh, invest in in your team members that that engages them. This can go every uh, everywhere from a uh, from a, from your meetings. So if your if your team member uh, um, if you create a culture to where uh, um, the the dialogue can be very free in team meetings, I think this is very helpful. And I know uh, we, we've tried to create, a, tried to create a, a workplace here both internally and also working with our, with our clients and our vendors to ones that we're, we're very transparent, we're very direct, um, and, but we're also very compassionate in the way that we communicate. And so uh, there is kind of one of those things that uh, the employees feel very free to be able to, uh, to, be, to be open about any sort of concerns that they may have. Uh, and whether it's from another help from another team member, maybe that uh, they're performing well or they aren't performing well, uh, even back and forth as far as even with me as the business owner. I like it when my uh, when when a team member comes and says, "Josh, you're not you're not performing up to what to our expectations in, in your leadership uh, in your leadership style in the way that you're leading. You're not leading effectively." And guess what? I I appreciate that because then guess what? I know I I don't have to wonder and worry about whether or not we're going to be able to create an environment to where um, uh, to, to where an employee will feel satisfied or fulfilled uh, because guess what? they they feel free and they don't feel threatened uh, to be able to to communicate with myself, with each other inside of the business. Uh, to, that way we can uh, improve together as a team and develop together uh, as a team. So uh, put, put uh, people in a place where their skills meet purposeful experiences and relationships. And so, uh, so to be able to, if they're, if they're a type of a team member that really wants to be in a, in a place to where they can cultivate good relationships, then, then put them there. I know for our team members here, uh, for many of them, they really truly enjoy engaging with uh, certain of our clients. And if they have a particular client that they want to work with, be able to allow them to do that. And many times it's been a situation to where they've cultivated friendships. They've gone uh, literally to, um, uh, to events and other, and other venues across the U.S. to where they've been at and allow for those relationships to build. That's become very uh, purposeful and meaningful to them. Others, uh, they just prefer to sit behind a sit behind a screen and and uh, not really want to have that dialogue. Allow for that as well. To so whatever, uh, allow for them to be put into a place to where, if they want to build meaningful relationships, they can. Uh, if they prefer not to, that they don't. Uh, so, uh, kind of understanding uh, what are their what is their skill set. What uh, really does provide fulfillment for them, provide satisfaction from them, uh, for them in the workplace, and, and try to do the best you can to be able to uh, create that. Uh, so uh, uh, allow for a place to where their emotional paradigm, uh, their purpose, and their knowledge or their skill set meets. So if you can find the, the place to where those three areas meet and allow for that person to, uh, to um, not just uh, sit in that seat but also uh, to grow in that seat, you're going to have an employee that is, in all probability isn't going to, to leave you. Uh, that they're going to enjoy where they're at, uh, provided, you know, all those foundational elements are there. You're, you're providing for them in a way that, um, uh, that they need to be provided for. And I'm talking about financially with, with benefits, things of that nature, but also a place to where they can use their skill set, a place to where they truly just enjoy uh, doing what they do, and uh, they feel, feel like their, their purpose is being met as well. And uh, so, lastly, is uh, our approach um, uh, as a as a business owner, or as a leader inside of our business. Uh, so to, to kind of not necessarily always just kind of operate as a boss or as a manager, thinking about that we're constantly instructing or informing or even just kind of general training. But we go beyond that and really almost become a coach many times for the, for our team members to have a little bit of a of a, a different way of approaching our management style and becoming a little bit more like a coach. And uh, you may, uh, you may or may not. I know I do. I have a, I have a coach, and uh, we we get on calls every week or two, and and uh, he's just not simply instructing and informing. What he does for me is he provides a lot of feedback. I know that there's a lot of care there. There's a lot of purposeful investment in me, and I think as a, as a business owner, as a leader, that we should do this also for our team members uh, to truly provide effective, uh, and informative, and helpful feedback. Uh, but also it comes from a position of compassion and care. We truly care about them. We truly want them to win as well inside of, of, our, our, of, our, um, of our work environment. Uh, and then also being very purposeful in our development, to develop them uh, as team members in a way that, uh, that uh, they want to be developed and also in a way that uh, is going to help uh, the business as a whole. And so if we can find those sweet spots, I know I kind of gave a lot of information here, but uh, once again, just kind of going back to for each of our team members, finding a place to where kind of their emotional paradigm, their purpose, and their knowledge of their skill set meets. And if you can find that for each one of your team members, you're going to find that you're going to have a place to where your employees are going to feel very satisfied and fulfilled in the place that they work. This is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business podcast. Hopefully this particular podcast brought you value. If it did and you haven't already, please consider subscribing. Have a wonderful day.